Yep, what up? Yep. I'm here. Nice and crispy. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Printnificent. Right. What up? You already know. The I double. You know what I mean? (laughs) I heard you refer to yourself as that in a long time. It's been years. That was that was unforeseen shadows days. Yeah, the I double. (laughs) Cyclops. All the old aliases are making their way back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. How you doing today? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Today is officially my last day of school. What? Yeah, man. I will will have a master's degree very, very shortly. I'm I'm done with school. I'll be graduating in July. And what you going to do with that? (laughs) We talked about this last week. Well, I'm going to go on tour. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Put this record out. First things first. You know, see what happens. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm just like, it's a big weight off the shoulders. And I feel like I'll be able to do, you know, I have time to do other shit that I've been having to put off because, you know, I had to get this shit done. Like make money. Yeah, you know. That's that's basically. That's up there. You know, make money, you know, just dive deeper into the production and the photography and you know yeah. read more books do that, things you enjoy right wow you know read more books wow. about things other than school related topics so so you went to school and you were doing nothing you enjoyed outside of i mean I, it was I mean, interesting learning was fun <laughs> expanding my horizons was awesome you know what i mean you mean it's not what they tell people it is oh come on man we already know it's this. not this institute of like <laughs> excellence and challenging thought and like you know it's uh, not it's not oh uh, man uh, i was challenged okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the the interesting part of it for me honestly was learning something that i didn't know but i've always been interested in but after a year of that you know what i'm saying like the nostalgia yeah. wears off and it's like oh shit i gotta write another fucking paper yeah you know what i'm saying about this shit and it's i mean it's still i enjoyed it but you know it wasn't like you know my end all be all but it was it was a good time. It was a good experience of learning. You that, know, that's dope. I feel more knowledgeable. Yeah. About information systems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. I'm there with you. Yeah. I feel knowledgeable. Yeah. You know? I have much more knowledge than the average person. Right. Yeah. Now, how uh, and the extent to which I apply that knowledge. Right. That's a different story. Still quite up in the air. <laughs> Very much up in the air at this right, point. Right. Yeah, my knowledge base is, is real strong. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No, that's dope, man. Well, yeah. Well, congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you know, sir. May May your future days be full of productivity. Yes. And may the bag be in your future, young man. <laughs> yes, sir. The bag is definitely what I'm you looking know, for. May you collect many more bags in your forthcoming days. Thank with you. More and more vigor Thank every you. year. Thank you. I appreciate that blessing you <laughs> i appreciate that you know i, I definitely appreciate that yeah, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the hood man <sighs> hood hood tales man oh it's more you got some oh, you already know i got one in the cut <laughs> you got one in the, in the chamber in the stash man in the stash so what's been up in the hood because it's been nice oh yeah, exactly it's been nice as i predicted yeah things was gonna get wild <laughs> It was going to go down. Yeah, it was going to go down. So last week, you know, I'm cutting my grass. I go to cut my grass. I'm about to. And I look across the street and my neighbors, you know, they got this pit bull. They got multiple pit bulls. Is this the same ones that was the. the was fighting. Yeah. Was fighting? Okay. Of course. Okay. Same okay. people. Of same course, people. they would have four pit bulls. Right. Of course. Why wouldn't they? It, yeah. I mean, if you were to mock to write up a description of like the ingredients for a bad neighbor. <laughs> four pit bulls fighting mad people in the house that's them right they, right. they get all those check marks right and uh so i see the dog it's, it's the dog that always barks at me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm like okay this dog might be on some shit but you know sometimes dogs when they bark at you then they get out in the real world and they don't really want no problems right right you know what I'm barking. yeah so i was like i'm not tripping whatever he just bark so i seen running up and down the street mm-hmm. he done got out of the yard but i'm just like look i gotta cut this grass there's no turning back <laughs> So I'm like, you know, he's not coming over here. Right. So I, I go out. I start cutting my grass. He looks at me like, all right, it's that guy, you know. <laughs> then he just goes and sits on his porch. He don't say nothing. Don't you know? Uh-huh. So I'm cutting my grass. I'm about halfway cut through with it. There's no problems. And uh, my neighbor across, who lives across the street, she's got two little lap dogs. Okay. And they got a fence around the yard. You know, she lets them out in the front so they can use the bathroom and come back in or whatever and so she opened the 
door and let her two dogs out in the front mm-hmm. and then the pit bull immediately whew, runs towards her dogs mm-hmm. and she's older she starts panicking you yeah. know what I'm saying? She's, but they they fenced in. They though, fenced right? in. Yeah, but okay. you know she didn't want to come in through the or trying to bite them through the fence because right. they probably could have. So you know, and they're little dogs. Her okay. dogs are little, and so uh, she's freaking out, is yelling and screaming. Now, now mm-hmm. is the temperatures turning up in the hood? Okay, all right. So I'm I'm I was cutting my grass. You know, I hear this with my headphones on as I'm cutting my grass. I had on these same headphones, and uh, I look up. She's she's yelling, trying to get the dogs away from her thing, mm-hmm. and so. As she's yelling, the second pit bull comes out. Now, this is a little black pit bull. If it was a little beige one, tan one earlier, then a, little, a black pit bull comes out from the yard. Mm-hmm. Now, the gate is open at this point. Oh, so they just roaming. Come on now. It's out of hand. It's so a- I, I'm sitting in my front yard like, okay. So it's pandemonium on their side of the street with right. her trying to get her dogs away from the fence, away from these two pit bulls who are trying to get at them. And then... uh but I'm like, fuck it. It's cool. Yeah. You know, as long as they don't fuck with me, I'm right. straight. So I start cutting and I look up and uh, the the little one, uh, the, the, the black one just makes a beeline right at me. What? Just runs, just looks at me and just. Okay. Comes straight across the street. So. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? I'm in there. I'm still cutting. I'm trying to cut my grass and I look. So I. I know dogs well enough to know that the worst thing you can do is run. Right. Yes. So I didn't run. Right. I left my lawnmower on. Mm-hmm. And so my lawnmower is, is revving and running loud. And the dog is kind of run up, but he's confused because the lawnmower is hella loud. It's right. just, and he's just looking crazy and running around, running between my legs, aggressive and shit. Like, like he was like, he did, he wanted to bite me or do something, but he didn't know what to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't seem scared. Yeah, I didn't run. Exactly. Yeah, didn't move. Exactly. Now, if I would have ran. Oh, yeah, it would have been on. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, been a wrap for your legs, yeah, dog. Yeah, he'd have got me. Yeah. I did not budge. I just sat there. And so I, so it's just it's more pandemonium because now my neighbor, she sees him running at me trying to mm-hmm. kind of lightweight attack me. So right. she's freaking out. She's yelling and shit. And uh, this little motherfucker got a hole. He jumped up and something happened and he got a hold of my headphones my headphone cable okay so he pulls my headphone cable which pulls my headphones off my ear uh-huh. and uh they hit the ground you know what i'm saying and i was like as soon as these motherfuckers hit the ground i didn't hear what it was what the fuck is that is that you oh so anyway that's your phone yeah so so as i'm like so the headphones is dropping and you know it's like slow motion at this point because right? you know like as soon as these headphones hit the ground yeah. he's gonna bite he's gonna tear these motherfuckers up. yeah it's going down as soon as they hit the ground just the instant he starts chewing on my headphones man rips the cable these are the headphones but there's like a dog mark in them i'll show you after we get done there's a teeth mark in the the earpiece from when he and like the thing here that one of the caps is missing right here Mm -hmm. that's him i had to order this new cable because he totally destroyed the cable and so he's so i I reached down and and while you know because he's this is all right next to the lawnmower Mm mm-hmm and I'm still not running. I'm just being calm. Like, okay, this little motherfucker is about to get fucked up over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to kick the shit out of yeah, this Yeah, they better get this motherfucker. <laughs> so I reach down in while he's slipping and grab my headphones. But my cable is still all fucked up. So I'm disoriented. You know what I'm saying? I can't like slip away because I'm, I'm tight. He's got the cable and it's just all fucked up. It's yeah. chaos now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just yelling. She, there's two dogs <laughs> over there yelling. It's this pit bull who's fucking with me. And it's the, now the, the tan one is running up. Mm-hmm. So now I look up and I see the tan at the edge of my yard. Oh, you coming up just to see see what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's getting hot now in the hood. <laughs> so I, I I take a step back and I and I and I and I remember like, yo, just don't run. Right. You good. And so he was like facing me like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just like standoff. Yeah, it's yeah. a standoff. Yeah. And so I just was like, you know what? I just I, t- I took a step back with my right leg and I just fired a kick right up the center, just like boom, just right to his fucking dome. Like it was like a field goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I kicked the, it would have been a 40 yard field goal. Like I, I kicked the shit out of him. Kicked the shit out of him. And that was one. And he was just like disoriented. Mm-hmm. Cause like like we were talking about, like dogs, if you if I would have been moving left to right or running, yeah. It'd have been a rap for me right but he didn't even see the kick coming because his his you know his death perception is all <laughs> fucked up dogs ain't got no death perception they can they left and right they got, they got you they can right. track anything but you talking about coming forward and backwards so i was like oh shit yeah that's what i got no death perception so then i cock back again 
boom, just lowered the boom on him again with a second kick right to the dome. <laughs> Damn. So then the other pit bull is looking confused, like, what the fuck's going on yeah. here? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are you doing to my homie? <laughs> he fucking up my homie. <laughs> Because I'm I'm mad now because my headphones are destroyed. I'm seeing my right. shit just laying all over the ground, uh-huh. and that's when I was like, you know what? Fuck this! Right. I'm not taking this shit from these punk ass dogs, you know. So then I cock back again, <laughs> right on the truck. Damn! This all to the black one. Yes, it's all to the black oh, one. Shit. The beige one was confused because again, it's like um, there's no real movement. It's just that kick is just swiftly coming up the middle, like. <laughs> And it's just cocking back. Like, it's no, I'm not running. I'm not yelling. It's just like calm, like, oh, word. So what's your, your neighbor's home? At, are they home? They're home. Their windows are open. Some Somebody's in there. So then by the time I finish kicking this motherfucker two or three times, <laughs> like hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I wasn't kicking him my hardest, mm-hmm. but I was reserving that. Like, okay, right. I'm going to leave a little gas in the tank. Right. In case. Yeah, yeah. I can really turn this, this kick up on him now that I know he can't even see it coming. Right. You know what I mean? So, neighbor on the right side of me starts coming out. It's it's pandemonium still because it's like basically look like a standoff fight between me and these pit bulls in my front yard. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So then finally, after she's yelling and screaming, come out of come out of the house, she's yelling. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Wow, neighbors are like, oh shit, and I'm not saying nothing. I'm just calmly just kicking the dog shit out of these dogs. Then finally, this motherfucker comes to his door and he yells or something and the dogs leave me alone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So then they back off and they go back there and they they go in the house. And so I'm sitting there like, is this motherfucker going to come over here and apologize? Ain't nobody apologize or nothing. Mm. He didn't come over and say, you know what? My bad, man. Yeah. I'm I didn't sorry. mean to do that. Yeah. You know, My gate I, came open. My bad. Nothing. You good? Yeah. You know, like simple decency shit. And so I was sitting there in the house. I was like, man, he ain't saying nothing. So I'm going over there. Mm-hmm. So I go over there. I knock on the door. This bitch ass motherfucker won't even come to the door. He opens the window in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? To talk to me through the window in the kitchen. Some disrespectful shit. <sighs> Make you have thought brick at that motherfucker. <laughs> Dog, next time. And, that's, and this is what I said. I said, look, man. You know, because I, I, I don't believe in like the, the passive aggressive thing yeah. that goes on in neighborhoods right, right. where people hate their neighbors but won't say nothing and right. they do slick shit all the time i don't believe in that so i'm like you know what man look your dogs try to attack me they've been running around here without a leash for about 30 45 minutes and they didn't destroy my headphones and uh as a man i'm gonna tell you straight up that there's not gonna be no second time mm-hmm. if they would have bit me number one i'm gonna let this one ride because i didn't actually get bit mm-hmm. i said but if i ever get bit or if i ever find them in my yard again my response is going to be more extreme and it ain't going to be no talking about it. Right. So I just want to make sure that you understand so that when it happens. So when I fuck your dogs up. (laughs) So when they get hit with a shovel, you know what I mean? Pretty much. Right. I left that to his imagination. When I bring the baseball bat out and it goes down (laughs) in my yard, you will, you will remember this conversation. Yeah. You know, because I didn't want to get graphic with right, it. Right, right. I just said, hey, man, <laughs> I don't think you had any bad intent. Right. But trust me, this can't happen again. Yeah. You know, if this happens again, something extreme is going to happen to yeah. these dogs. <laughs> yes. You, are we cool? He's like, yeah, it's it it cool. It's understood. Said, All right, cool. And I just walk back home. Mm. But, you know, it's funny, man. It's like all, all you got to do is just. If you would have just apologized, right, I'd have been like, "All right, cool, man." Yeah, but when you can't even say nothing as a man, it's like, hey, "Man, look, my bad, man." You, such and such left the gate open. You know, we don't normally do that. I just want to make sure you was okay. X, Y, and Z. You know, boom, done. Went straight, man. Yeah, but now it's like, hey, <laughs> dogs is going down. Yeah, yeah. Don't let me catch you slipping. There's not gonna be a second time. Word. You know, it's like this is like, look, man, this is not cool. It's me or them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, people get mauled and shit by pit bulls every day. Yeah, oh yeah, like pit bulls have that. Yeah, once they get a grip on you, it's, it could be a wrap. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not playing with this. This is that's a lethal weapon, man. So, hood tails, man. Yeah, man. Wow. That's what happened. So if so if anything ever happened, <laughs> <laughs> if two pit bulls turn up missing, <laughs> you know where they buried that. 
Hey, in my backyard. You know what it is. Yes. You know what it is. I'll be out here on some pet cemetery shit. Straight up. Just your shit will just be anonymous, just missing. Damn. They they didn't come back. Right. I just saw them last night. Yeah, the gate was open. I guess they got lost. Yeah, I guess they ran away. Yeah, that's what you're gonna be thinking for twenty years. Yeah, that's what you hope. <laughs> you hope and pray they ran away. Shit. Yeah, man. Today. We're losses. Loss. Taking losses. Taking losses. <laughs> taking the L, the big L, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about taking losses today, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I've had situations where I've lost things before creatively. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about that, man. We're going to talk about how to uh, bounce back from losing your art. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah, it can be hard through your control, through you know something else beyond your control. Mm-hmm. People lose things. Yes, and I got a lot of stories about this topic. Many, many. You know, so we're gonna talk about what to do, how to bounce back from losing your art or your creative work. Word. Be right back. Yeah. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we back. We on the block. We back on the block. In the building. Talking about taking L's. Whew, nobody, losses. nobody likes it. Losses. Big losses. It's the worst. Hate creative it. losses hate it hate it hate it hate it hate it yeah so um yeah i'm gonna start out with this uh i'm gonna start out with this article about um damu the fudge monk the fudge monk out of dc word yeah he got some dc i've heard a few of his joints like oh yeah he's a beast, yeah, on he's, the beast. he's nice um all right check it out davu the fudge monk is an anomaly in the modern music industry with no instagram snapchat or twitter presence to speak of the dc native keeps a remarkably low profile and lets his music speak for itself instead of trying to produce album cuts for well-known rappers he focuses instead yeah he focuses on um his own full-length instrumental albums preferring to work on his craft or study other musicians instead of search for the limelight damu often avoids interviews yet despite a total disinterest in the relentless self-promotion that so many artists and musicians feel compelled to take part in damu has successfully built a very loyal and supportive fan base by creating a broad and impressive discography of 24 top-notch releases his most recent effort vignettes which i'm gonna probably pick up today um is an act of defiance against the shrinking attention spans of modern music consumers a beautiful diverse and sprawling feat of musicianship the almost entirely instrumental album plays for an unprecedented two hours features several tracks extending beyond 12 the 12 minute mark well aware that such an intense listening experience may be too much for the average listener damu asked that people view the album as they would a film quote i recommend that anyone playing this album it is best consumed in its entirety with undivided attention the experience of vignettes is similar to committing your attention span to a two-hour movie i approached it i approached its composition like a director he said in the vignettes press release having freedom to create outside of the public eye and make music you believe in may sound like fulfilling a fulfilling peaceful existence but several unexpected challenges during the summer of 2016 made the creation of vignettes one of the most difficult periods in damu's life quote there was a lot of family stress and personal stress going on at the time he tells me while damu would prefer to keep the personal particulars of the family 
situations quiet, they took a heavy emotional toll on him. Then in addition, difficulty of navigating, in addition of the difficulty of navigating such personal matters, unexpected technology issues and unexpected technology issues put Damu's entire catalog in jeopardy. Quote, both of my computers crashed, a lot of my life's work, I was pretty much preparing to say goodbye to it. A lot of my hard drives were failing. Most of it was pretty much unsalvageable. Damu explains. Yeah, that's scary, man. Yeah. I know that feeling. It's scary. Taking losses. Taking losses. Yeah, I had like, I went through a similar thing with Adventures. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I went through two to three different hard drives. Wow. And this was when this was before I switched to Mac, which mm-hmm. is kind of why I ended up switching to Mac mm-hmm. because, uh, man, I would have periods where every three or four years my my machine would just start acting funny, mm. and things would just die, and I'd be like, "Yo, please not right now, <laughs> not in the middle of this." Yeah, man. And so like I I, uh, I admire him for pushing through that. Yeah, I mean, luckily he did rescue a lot of his shit, but yeah, you know, he's still. just trying to rebuild. Mm. So taking losses, taking L's. If you're a creative person and you've probably taken some creative losses, yes. whether it's leaving something somewhere, someone stealing something, mm-hmm. someone uh, or, or just a hard drive crashing beyond your control. Right. Uh, we all take losses. So today we want to talk about like what to do when you take a loss, mm-hmm. when you lose your material, when you lose you know your, your life's work as he he experienced yeah almost man and i've definitely experienced it where i didn't get certain things back right. and i had to start again so we got five tips five one through five word and we're gonna start with number one hit them with it and this one is is really important and uh tip number one in bouncing back from losses is don't beat yourself up yeah it's not it's not always your fault don't beat yourself up yeah don't don't look random things happen all the time it's hard to not beat yourself up (laughs) but but don't do it because that's the first place you look right any responsible person when things go badly they look inward right they don't look outward you see a lot of people when they're if they're if you hang out with people in their first instinct when shit hits the fan is to look outward Mm -hmm. instead of inward you got to be careful around that person right they're hiding some deep uh seated like irresponsibility they, they they have they're lacking accountability on some level mm-hmm. there can be outward forces we know this right but you should always look internally at the same time taking losses doesn't always mean it's your fault right sometimes things just happen yeah. bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people right no one can make sense of this shit but beating yourself up over it when it happens is the absolute worst thing you can do yeah but it's the thing that people often do first yeah i mean you can't help it you know what i'm saying like if you're if if your computer crashes you think like damn i i knew i should have got you know that that update you know what i'm saying or i should have put that that more expensive you know software on there or something yeah you know you're thinking like all the things you could have done to prevent this from happening you know yeah but you didn't do them yeah you did and now hindsight is 2020 of course i coulda shoulda woulda Mm -hmm. and you can't do that man so stay away from beating yourself up about it make an honest assessment and and from that point it happens just wear it like look it happened if it was your fault okay it's my fault Mm -hmm. now what because the longer you beat yourself up over it the longer it's going to take you to the now what right question yeah because then you can't rebuild while you're building beating yourself yeah. up you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be able to focus on doing nothing yeah so so and people have it happens all the time and we're, we're talking about art here right creativity things that have taken us years to rebuild or build and so naturally that's what we're talking about specifically for but this applies to everything mm-hmm. but for us you know we go through these periods where we create a lot of art right a lot like i have periods where i might not make rap songs for four or five months mm-hmm. but in a month period i might make 10 15 new jams right enough to make an album and then i just chill out for a while right and so you imagine you have this deep connection to your art your work and then for those of us who are financially invested in it mm-hmm. it's even a bigger investment right so it becomes easier to beat yourself up over it so my my number one tip is don't beat yourself up over it yeah you can't avoid it sometimes you can't sometimes and even you if you can't. could it's too late right it's done it's gone <laughs> it's gone it's too fucking late yeah so just wear it say you know what it happened now 
what because the sooner you get to the now what question or the what's next question the sooner you can start your bounce back and you start to rebuild you know so uh you know that's that's tip number one man i had periods in my life where i definitely was sulking Mm. in the losses that were taken oh yeah you know like you and for those of you who have read like my adventures in counterculture book or even my what a night book mm-hmm. there's there's stories of losses being taken in those books <laughs> right so heavy you know, losses heavy losses like yeah. in the adventures in counterculture uh book you know we speak about you know our former business partner mm-hmm. stealing money from the business you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and 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 basically killing the business right this was in the middle of me making adventures in counterculture. I had no idea that my man was out there with his hands in the cookie jar like yeah, that. Yeah, stealing it, the money. it almost destroyed some friendships. Yes. Yeah. Like it was, it was Everything. serious. Yeah. So it's like the first thing I did was look internally. Right. But it made me want to blame myself. Like why I started feeling the, the guilt of this happening because mm-hmm. I was supposed to be the leader. Right. I was supposed to have saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have, you know, been the guy to, to prevent it, but I wasn't. Right. And that made me very self-conscious and I was just dealing and wearing that guilt for a long time before I even tried to bounce back. For mm-hmm. it was like, you know, just like a month or two, you're sitting around getting drunk every night Mm-hmm. because of something that someone else did right. that hurt you but you didn't do it you had no control over it. no control yeah you take the loss but at the same time you can't continue to, the longer i beat myself up over it you know the, the harder it became to bounce back mm-hmm. and i remember the changing point turning point for me was when one of my buddies came over and we were talking about it and he was like you know what al and uh and this is a guy i went to high school with i said he said man you know what you need to do i said what well, he said he said, I know you want to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Straight he, up. He said, because I want to kill him too. He said, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he said, but you should focus on music. Mm-hmm. You should, you should, you should just take this loss and move forward because if you start getting involved in all this other stuff, you're gonna forget about your music. Mm-hmm. And no one can take that from you. Right. So stay focused on that. And uh don't beat yourself up. And that's when I started kind of slowly climbing out of the stage where i was beating myself up over it man and uh that that's what i say ultimately led to the comeback right but that's rule number one yeah don't beat yourself up don't beat yourself up over yeah. it. i mean you laid it out bars bars you you know <laughs> it's what we do this is what happens it's what we do you on know? the podcast right right so uh we're gonna move to number two yeah number two way to you know bounce back from losses of your art or your craft is use it as an opportunity to start again yeah so many times when we take a loss when that hard drive crashes Mm -hmm. we lose those songs we lose that material we look at it as like being disconnected from a body of work a connection that we'll never have and that if only this material would have came out right everything would have changed mm-hmm. but we're not looking at it through the through the whole lens the lens is bigger than that right. because yeah that's true but you also have to look at it look you know what old material as much as it is a gift it is also a burden right if it's just sitting around it's a burden yeah you know any unfinished project is as much of a burden as it is a gift. Yeah, it's I like, hate it. Yeah, you hate it, right? It sits over your head like an unpaid bill, mm-hmm. like a debt you owe somebody. Right. And then you, every year, like, yo, if I just finish this, I just gotta finish it. If I could just finish this right now, mm-hmm. man, I hate that this isn't finished. I really need this finished. If I could just get this done, right? If I could just get this album out, this body of work, I've been working on it. How long I've been working on this, man? I'm just fine tuning it. I swear it's gonna be done soon. <laughs> That doesn't sound positive to me. Nah, it doesn't. As much as it's a gift to know that you created this amazing shit, the longer it takes you to put out, it becomes a burden. Mm. And it hangs over your head and it ultimately starts to weigh you down. Yeah, it's hard to find a silver lining when you take the L, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult. It's an L. Because, I mean, I've lost rhyme books, you know, of material that I never recorded, didn't have memorized. You know, like full books, yeah. you know, full of shit. Because you know how prolific I used to yes, be back in the I day. I remember. Like I had books and books of shit. And I was, I would, when I lost, when I lost the first one, I lost one in college. 
I was so I was so distraught, man. Like I was yeah. tearing up my room. I was <laughs> calling people's cribs that I was over. Like I was just so. Where's my distraught. book at, man? I know you got, I my, know book. You got my book. Who got my book, dog? Stop playing. Where Stop my book? Playing. For real, y'all. Where my book at? Yo, it hurts, man. It, it hurts so much. And it was so many rhymes in there that I knew were good that I was planning on recording the next time I went over doses or came over yours or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and it's just, it, it was, it wasn't necessarily a burden yet because, uh. you know, it's different for like doing an album yeah, as yeah. opposed to just having books of rhymes, you know, but it was still just, that was painful, man. Oh yeah. It was, so it was painful, but it did allow me to look at it like, okay, I can always write more rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Now I just now I got to get another book. Yes. I can get another book, get a doper book. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nicer book. Nicer book. I know. never take my book here or there no more. Right. You know what I mean? So Give becomes- me a new bag to keep my book in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep it more secure. Start brand new. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's also the weight of the past in terms of the expectations that come along with it. Oh, yeah. Being married to history it it also marries us to those expectations and to who we were when we created that body of work. Mm-hmm. And the longer it takes that material to come out, the longer it takes us to move forward. Right. I found that true for myself. I had a uh, only maybe two years ago, I had another crash downstairs. When I, two years ago, I switched from laptop to PC, 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, from PC to Mac. Mm-hmm. And that was because my hard drive that I had for the last six, seven years on PC, it just straight up died. Can't even boot it up. And all of a sudden, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to open up another. I'm just going to start a new uh, machine, music production. I'm going to set this up the way I've always wanted it. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to go back for that material, I'm going to go back, get that hard drive serviced, and pull everything off there that I need. Mm-hmm. It's been two years. I have not done that. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've went back and I've been like, you know what? I kind of feel relieved. Right that I don't have to finish that music mm-hmm. that, you know, I've got those songs in my head and those melodies and I've got, you know, some copies of some of it, but I don't have the material. Mm-hmm. I don't have the recording sessions. I don't have the, the, the where I made the beats. I have none of that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to recreate it, it's going to be as a reflection of who I am now. Right. And there's something kind of fresh about that. That's dope. You know? Yeah. So like, I, I encourage people like, man, yes, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Losing your material. Awful. It hurts. But, if you can try to view it as an opportunity to start again, mm-hmm. to start something that doesn't have any of the expectations that your old work did, right. that you don't have to be who you were when you created that. You don't have to be where you were in life right. when you wrote or created that material. Yeah. And as such, there are no expectations now. Yeah. Start anew. Yeah. Start fresh. That shit is fresh. I mean, it sucks to lose like because there's still things that I want <laughs> right off that hard drive i'm right. like oh man if i just had ah uh, what happened to that blah 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 plug in oh right. man it had the crazy sound and now i can't find it anywhere right. or it doesn't work on my new system it's like ah uh, this is awful but at the same time your ability to move forward and evolve it's a function of letting go of the past right. and i've noticed myself that with everything i'm doing now I don't think I would be doing some of the things I'm doing now had I not let go of who I was at various points in my career. Mm-hmm. When I did uh, uh, 1988, it was expected I would do that for the next X amount of years. Oh, yeah. And by the time it came out, I had let it go and moved on to something else mm-hmm. and started dabbling in other sounds and styles. But that wouldn't have been possible had I been emotionally attached to that for too long. Right. So, yeah. you know. Find a silver lining, man. It's there. It's there. It's there. And, and uh you know, so maybe you maybe the setup that you thought you had, you know, for us, we make beats. Mm-hmm. You know, when my NPC died, I was distraught. Oh, yeah. But now I use Ableton and I'm doing way more fresher shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can do so much more now. Mm-hmm. I could do that style. I didn't know that at the time. Right. I was like, no, this machine is the only machine. <laughs> yeah, this is I, it. This is it. Yeah. I can do that style with it. Nothing sounds like this. I'll never be able. And then as I've moved on to other machines and I've seen their capabilities, it's made me change and say, you know what? Actually this is a blessing mm-hmm. because now it gives me an opportunity to move freely into a different creative space yeah, and expand and do yeah. different things. Yeah. I wouldn't have had otherwise. So, right. you know, that's number two, man. Word up. And, uh, that is, you know, use it as an opportunity to start again. Word. Take a break. Yes, sir. Bam. 
Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. We always we always come with something fresh. Man. Something, man, and it just drops out the sky. Yeah, of course it does. You know, it's like, hey, you know what we're gonna talk about? The real shit. <laughs> Every week, the real shit. The real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talking about bouncing back from losses for our creative people. If you done lost a hard drive, mm-hmm. you done had your car smashed and grabbed, right? Which we've seen happen to many musician friends that we yes. had. Yes. And uh, you know, we've seen all kind of shit. For me, like you know, totaling my van a couple years ago. Yes. Yes. These are opportunities where you're gonna take a loss, and uh, we're trying to give y'all some jewels on how to bounce back right. from taking these losses because you can. Yes. Just because you take the L doesn't mean that the L is forever. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You can bounce back. Yes. As long as you put your mind to bouncing back. Yes. And that brings us to number three. Word. Which is something we kind of alluded to, but mm. we're going to dive in more now. Mm. Yeah, a little deeper. A little deeper. <laughs> the number three tip is that you have to trust that you can always make more dope shit. Yes. Trust that you can make dope shit, Yeah, because you're dope. Come on. If you know you're dope. You take the L. All right. I fucked up. I lost some shit. But I'm going to make some new sh- dope shit. There it is. I'm always going to make some new dope shit. All the shit that I make is dope. Come on. <laughs> you got to know. Right. Because when you lose the material, the material is our proof that we're dope. Right. It's the proof of concept. Mm-hmm. See, we can say we're dope all we want. Right. But nothing like a hard drive full of dope shit. <laughs> right. To reinforce our suspicions of dopeness. Right. It's right. like, hey, you know what? I say I'm dope. And my music says so too. Right. Push play on that. <laughs> For confirmation. It's not a theory. Right. Listen to this. Yeah. Look at this thing. It's right. dope, like I said I am. Mm-hmm. So that we need that material. But the key is realizing that the material is just a reflection of who the fuck we are. Yeah. Dope artists make dope shit. Yep. And when dope artists lose dope shit, 
they make more dope shit. Yeah, they it's, have to. Right. It's inherent. Thank you. The, how would it be that much different than you putting out an album? When you put out an album full of your dope shit, you no longer can rely on it for it's like oh well, it's yeah, out, there, it's out now. there now i have nothing mm-hmm. now i gotta start over start over again yeah and then you begin the process of digging inside of yourself and pulling out whatever fresh you can it's the same thing when we take that l mm-hmm. it's just we gotta look at it with a a, a more uh fresh view like right. look we, we took that l but who am i right. what am i known for being dope <laughs> yes <laughs> That's Being a dope the, motherfucker. I'm That's the what I'm shit. Gonna, yeah, right. I'm the shit. And mm. whatever I do, I'm that guy. If you fail to really, really get that, you're going to have a problem bouncing back and moving forward. Many times people look at who they are and what they have accomplished as a function of maybe their social circle. Right. Maybe of the tools that they use. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, I was only this dope because. I was living in such and such place at that time. Right. Or I was dating this chick and she mm-hmm. really inspired me. She was my muse. So my <laughs> art got really crazy then, you know. Right. Or I was really the dopest because I was drinking then. And since I stopped drinking, I'm whack. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can you can give credit to certain things sometimes and in giving credit to these outside things, you're discrediting yourself. Really, whether it's the tool that you use whether it's you know the the substances Mm -hmm. that you put in your body whether it's your social circle all of these things are ultimately digging something that exists inside of you anyway yeah it's there it's It's there there. yeah there's no there's no substitute for that and these things may make you feel that they are the key but you are the key Mm -hmm. because alcohol uh substances uh social circles uh, machines, tools of the trade, they exist for plenty of whack motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. Whack people got the same alcohol. Mm-hmm. They got the, they smoking the same weed you smoking. Right. They hanging around the same crazy people you are. They dating the same bad chicks that you thought was your muse. Mm-hmm. Somebody had her before you did. <laughs> right. But they're not as dope as you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're not you. They'll never see the world like you see the world. Mm-hmm. That's your unique gift. That's your unfair advantage. And until you see it as your gift, your advantage, your edge over your competition, you're going to continue to give credit to other things instead of yourself. Yeah. And when you take losses, you won't know where to look. Yeah. Because if you lose that muse, you know what I'm saying? You lose that tool. <laughs> You lose the the social circle. You stop drinking. Everybody else still drinking. You know what I'm saying? So then what? Then what? See, we see it all the time. Yeah, all the time. We see it all the time with people who, when they had certain social circles, like, oh, yeah, you know, I was into it then and I'm not doing it now. Mm-hmm. Or I was into this then and then that girl dumped me and I just got depressed and I sold my, my drum machine and I just said, fuck music. Yeah. And to me, the question is like, if you only did this because you was dating that girl to that extent. Then it wasn't in you. It wasn't wasn't in you in the first place. Thank you. It was not in you. You were not cut out for this. You're not cut from that cloth, man. Nah, nah. So for the guys who know that this is something that is deep inside of me, it doesn't matter who comes or goes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what machine. It doesn't matter whether I use the MPC, the Sonic EPS, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I use Ableton, whether I use Reason. I've used all of these machines for like five years at a time. Mm -hmm. And I've been dope for 15 years now. (laughs) No matter what No matter what I use. People don't don't look at it like, oh yeah, this this period was the dope shit because he had that. No, I try to apply what I know as an artist Mm -hmm. to any tool to any social circle to any fucking girl i'm dating i'm gonna be dope (laughs) right and so when you come and go the dopeness stays (laughs) because the dopeness is in me yeah it's about the confidence yeah about the confidence yeah i'm keeping the dopeness you can go yeah you can go but the dopeness stays here (laughs) the dopeness stays home (laughs) right right (laughs) you're not taking that in a divorce yeah nah nah the dopeness (laughs) stayed here that's real shit you know so that that's number three man. number you got, three yeah you got anything you want to add nah nah killing it right now <laughs> okay yeah i'm just barring this just one up I'm just bars going, off just yeah, bars is going bar in. heavy yeah, so this is just a blueprint dive dive deep episode <laughs> so yeah we'll go on to number four then where number four way to bounce back from losses of your art or your craft is to see it as a reminder to never sit on material yeah that's a tough one. It's hard because, like, like honestly, I have 
probably three unreleased albums that are just sitting on my hard drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I haven't released, but I keep doing new shit and not putting out the old shit and have plans to put out the old shit, but I keep wanting to do new because I keep doing new shit because I'm dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> I keep doing yes. new dope shit. And I got shit from three years ago, two years ago yeah. that's just sitting there. And I want to put it out, but I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's like that. It's that burden, too. It's like, oh, I still have this. Yep. You know, I paid for this artwork to be done and it's just chilling. Yep. So yep. just imagine how you would feel if that if you lost that music, oh. if you lost the old music, but you had your new music. Right. It would still hurt. It would hurt. But wouldn't you feel so much more confident about putting out the new? Yeah. To be like, oh, OK, word. I can just go yeah. ahead. I won't have that burden anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I won't have that like, oh, I still need to put that out. You know, I still got this. I still need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I have those same things too. Where like, because I've had music that I've been working on for five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm attached to it. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't move. It's like oh, but then as soon as I lost it, it was like oh shit. Why was I sitting on this music for seven years? Right. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking reason I should have been sitting on dope shit for seven to eight years. Yeah. If it's that dope. It should have been out. Right. And if it's not out, maybe it shouldn't come out. Right. Maybe it's not that dope. <laughs> right. Maybe it's not as dope as I thought it was at the time. And I shouldn't miss it if it's gone. Right. And uh, that that's how I I try to look at things like that because naturally you're going to be sick. Oh, yeah. You you're going to be real sick. Anything. Yeah. But then I, I also try to say, well, shit, man, this isn't new stuff I'm losing. Mm. I'm losing stuff from back then. I can write more dope melodies. Right. I got, I can produce more dope songs. I mean, but you've proven it that you can. Yeah. Because that stuff is old. And you have dope shit that you're releasing now because it's the new dope shit. Yeah. You know, so you have written more dope melodies. You have written more dope lyrics. You know, you just got this shit just waiting in the wings for right. no reason. Right, right. And that, that which that's number three, like we were saying, you know, trust that you can always make more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes we we know people who, whether they are, you know, graphic designers, filmmakers, you know, creative people, whatever, screenwriters. Mm -hmm. We know people who sit on material for a decade. Yes. We know them. They've been working on literally, (laughs) literally. I know a few. Yes. That have been working on the same projects for years for almost a decade yeah maybe over a decade and every time you see them what's up with you man still working on that album where it's their first out oh yeah still working on it man you know sometimes man i just want to get it right though (laughs) right it's like dog it's been a decade right how are you married to this material this long it can't be that good if you're taking 10 years Mm -hmm. and even if it is that good just let it go Mm -hmm. it's time Put it out there so you can free yourself of it and work on something new right now Mm -hmm. because you're trapped to it. You're chained to that old material, man. And so, uh, you know, if it's not out and you take that L, take that as a reminder that you should have been put that shit out. Yeah. Take that L like a man and just eat it. I knew I should (laughs) have. That's what I get. (laughs) It's my fucking fault. Holding on to this shit. Exactly. I knew I should have put this bullshit out. Now what? Ding. Yeah. Make new music. Yeah. Or oh, I got new, new music already. Yes. I've been making new music. Come on, man. Yeah. So that's number four. Number four. We'll take a break. Word. Man. What's up, everybody? Blueprint here to remind you that my latest project, the Vigilante Genesis EP, is available right now on Weightless Recordings. The EP is a collaboration between myself and my friend Aesop Rock which features myself on the rhymes and Aesop Rock on production. If you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at waitlist.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. <sighs> yeah. Uh. Word. This is a pretty cathartic uh, episode. Yeah, man. feeling feeling good. Yeah, I'm just letting go of these emotions, <laughs> this attachment to the past. It's, yeah, I, I feel I feel like you need this, so I'm just letting you flow. I do. I'm just I do. Thank you. I appreciate you letting me. You know, 
just dive in just take this where it needs to go because it's like you know we've taken losses i still take them and it's uh you know sometimes we got to talk about it yeah see i'm i'm just new i'm new on the beat scene yeah so i've lost a beat okay. you know what i'm saying and i was i was sick like that day <laughs> you know what i'm saying because it was a real good one yeah. you know like i was working on it and i, I went to save it yeah. and i came back to work on it and it just it wouldn't load up and i was like no when my EPS doesn't overheat, right? Reboot it and I lose that entire. That's heat. the worst. But you know, I bounced back real quick because so I was like, "All right, I'll just make something else." Because I'm new, I'm new to it, so I wasn't yeah. that tied to it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine losing my hard drive of all the beats that I've made so far. Every beat, every song, every plugin, every software package. This is the losses where I've taken with like everything. You have no Cubase, <laughs> no Pro Tools, no VSTs, no sense, no nothing. That that I, oh man total loss like I, I don't think I could like look at my computer for like at least a week. <laughs> like, no, the you last time, didn't go in the basement. I just threw my hands up and walked away. <laughs> I threw my hands up, walked away. Did not say nothing. I said, <sighs> "That's what I said." I didn't think about music. I didn't do nothing. I said, "Man, let me just nah, man. This can't be life." <laughs> Nah, this ain't real. This can't be life, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely not, man. Why? Yeah, that shit. That shit has to hurt. Oh, I couldn't imagine. It's bad, man. So hopefully, this this conversation and these tips are helping somebody. Yeah. You know, it's helping me. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Work. You know, so we on number five, man. Yeah, the last joint. Well, yeah, but you know, I might have, I might have some bonus joints. Oh, you got man. some bonus I got joints. Some bonus joints. All right. But we got number five. Number five is one that you know we just talked about. Back up your backups yeah with a backup <laughs> and then back up that backup right right you know so this is how you bounce back from taking losses mm. yes you you feel sad mm. yes you say what's next but you have to learn from that loss right and part of learning is saying how could i have prevented this right how do i ensure this doesn't happen again yes that gives us security to create again mm -hmm. you know it's like you date somebody and they end up being an asshole you're like how can i avoid this <laughs> oh not dating assholes anymore exactly so this is kind of how it is with your art especially if you're creating your art on you know laptop pc mm -hmm. desktop you know the cloud you right. know people take losses in the cloud and oh shit. man the cloud is not fun man. <laughs> you know so you know we, we, you got to make sure that you're being proactive and, and owning everything like look i got the hard drive but the hard drive backs up every week or mm -hmm. i got the phone but my phone backs up every day to the cloud and then this backs up today on my hard drive have a couple things so that any loss you take is minimized right yeah i got i mean i have right now i have two hard drives that have every program that i need on so i have i have a back i have it on my computer i have a, a hard drive and another hard drive that have all the vsts all of my my samples that i've taken all of that shit like i have like three places where it is plus i have it in the cloud yeah it's, it's important <laughs> so it's important. just in case i lose some shit like i make sure i still can bounce back pretty quickly yeah man because it sucks it sucks man and, and i'm a i'm a you know information systems guy mm -hmm. and i get caught slipping yeah because you have so many days or weeks or years of no problems right right so you're like oh, i don't need to you know i could just save it on my pc yeah you get confident <laughs> nothing gonna happen right i'm good i'm straight yeah ain't nobody gonna do shit All right next thing you know you go play a gig and somebody smashes and grabs your laptop and your camera and everything or mm -hmm. your, your, your turntables and you don't have no way of doing what you normally do yeah you have no backups no instrumentals none of your data was on the cloud and because you didn't do that part of it your loss is not minimized it's maximized yeah because everything is gone <laughs> it's like, everything yeah you took the capital l yeah instead of the lowercase joint <laughs> Right, right. There's different levels of losses. <laughs> right. Avoid the capital L. Yeah, yeah. You want the <laughs> <laughs> try to avoid the capital. Yeah, I want the lowercase joint. Right. If you're gonna give me an L, if I gotta take one. <laughs> right, no caps lock over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little font joint. Not not the big font. <laughs> Little eight point. You know what I mean? Don't hit me with the thirty two point capital L. I don't need that. Word. <laughs> not at all, you know. Word. So so back up your backups, man. Yeah. You know, and, and also, you know trust that something will go wrong yeah something will go wrong so make sure you're prepared for when it does yeah yeah, yeah. you know nothing's perfect yeah so yeah that's number five yeah and we hit up with number six hit bonus bars bonus bars uh 
Never sit still. Yeah. Never sit still. This is a big one because, you know, even my mom used to say that to me when I was, she was always like, boy, do it while you moving. Mm-hmm. Why you up moving? Keep moving. Because once you sit down, you ain't going to, it's going to be hard to get up. Yeah. You know, she was talking, you know, literally right. and metaphorically at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she says the same thing when we're talking about music and art and doing and creating. She says, hey, while you doing, keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't don't pull up and take a break. And I remember even in college, I like after my junior year, you know, we were having some kind of, you know, I remember like my grandmother died and I wasn't really sure about my major. And I was like, yo, I just want to take some time off school. And it was real expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember thinking, man, I, could, I should just sit out for, I hadn't flunked out. I was like, I just want to sit out for six months or a year, get my head straight and come mm-hmm. back. And I remember my family was like, nah, just, it's once you sit down, it's harder to get up. Yeah. You know, momentum is important. Not yeah. just in art, but in life in general. You know, what's the, it's it's easier to to you know to walk ten steps when you're already standing than it is when you've been sitting down for an hour. Right. The same thing applies to art. The longer you sit, the longer you're inactive. You know, before or after this loss, mm-hmm. the harder it becomes to get back up and gain the previous momentum that you had. Right. So the best thing you can do when you take a loss creatively is to start creating again as soon as possible yes as soon as possible do not take an extended break i've done it i regretted it Mm -hmm. you know you do have to take your time to rebuild your creative environment Mm -hmm. but don't sit around sulking right not creating because you think that that's going to help you create when a time comes no never sit down no keep moving yeah, because I don't that'll make it that'll make the momentum die, like you said. I mean, it's it's been difficult. You know, it has to be difficult for cats that lose, especially if you lose gear. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like th- then it's difficult to keep moving. But if you're an MC and you're a producer and, you know, something dies, you can still write a rhyme. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can still, you know, if you got the camera work, you can still go take some pictures, go shoot some video, go do something creative to keep those creative juices flowing and not just sit still like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> and that's what I did, actually. <laughs> like when I lost that last drive and it was like, oh, man, you got to go back and re-record all of that. And, you know, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, man, let me just pick up this camera. Yeah. Yep. Let me just go hang out <laughs> with these dudes over here talking about something that has nothing to do with rap. I just want to do something. Let me just start writing. Mm-hmm. Let me just get creative and blogging again because sometimes if I would have stayed focused on that specific realm of creativity and that loss, I might not have wanted to do nothing. All right. So it's like, let me just do something creative and something to just keep moving and pushing forward. And maybe through that, it will become easier to dive back into that other area. All right. And then it opens you up to other shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because if you didn't pick up the camera, you know, where would you be now with the camera? You know what I'm saying? If you didn't. That's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's word. I mean, if you didn't write the rhymes, you know, instead of sulking about the beats, then you might not have wrote that dope song that you just wrote. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many other things that you can be doing as a creative person. You know, you can't just take the L and just sit there and not move. That <laughs> sounds crazy. Yeah, it sounds stupid. Like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and sulk in this loss. Right. And think that the world is going to stop because my creative shit stopped. Yeah. Nah, it's not going to happen that way. Mm -mm. The world is like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Keep it moving, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. Holler when you got something to share. (laughs) Right. Let us know. Yeah, let us know until you figure that thing out. Right. You know, we'll be over here. Yeah. When you get that thing together, we'll we'll check it out. Yeah, the sun still rises and sets (laughs) no matter what. So figure it out, Mara. Yeah, man. So never sit still, man. You know, advice from a mama. Word. <laughs> to y'all. To me, to y'all. <laughs> you know, and then this is the last joint. Word. This is number seven. Number seven. Keep detailed notes. Yes. Yes. That way, I, and I've learned that from you because, like, I, I remember seeing the little sticky notes on the records. You yes. know what I'm saying? As <laughs> where you got the samples from and stuff. And I, I do that. I keep my own little notes in my, um, in my phone, in my laptop to where I know. Like, all right, you know, three minutes into this joint, this sample, you know, pretty horns, you know, <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying? Just just in case I lose that beat. So I know I can go back and find that sample again. It's true, man. Because, yeah, yeah that's why I started doing it, because, you know, we were listening to so many records, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to dig way harder than I do now. But 
we would get all these records and sometimes you, when you're in that creative flow, mm-hmm. you don't want to sit down and look for something right. that you know you need. You're like, shit, I need a sax. Right. I need some keyboards. Mm-hmm. But then do you want to pick up a random record and hope that it's got that on there? Yeah, right, right. Nah. Right. You want to have your notes ready so that you can reference the notes. Look at a record on the front. Say, oh, sax sample. Oh, there it is right there. Boom. Pull it. Go in. Chop it up. Maybe it works. Maybe it don't. But at least you're moving. You're in the flow. And the same thing is is, is true with this, man. All creative things. Keep detailed notes because Mm -hmm. something will go wrong. If you've got a notebook, if you got a, a note system, if you got a way of naming your files, you know, so like I do this when I make beats, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give a beat a number, mm-hmm. a u- unique number, and then I'll also attach the sample name of mm-hmm. the main sample to the name of that beat. That helps me because if I bounce the beat down to an MP3 and I know the number of it, I know the name of who I sample, I can recreate that. Right. I, even if I lose the record or I lose the, the Ableton session. I know that, okay, this beat was a whoever, a, a Bob James sample, mm-hmm. beat oh, 2013 with Bob James. Okay, and I go through my Bob James records and I see, I already got them noted there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, reassembling, recreating that becomes so much more easier, right. simply because I took notes right. and because I had a, a naming convention that made sense. Yeah. I think we, it, no matter what you do, there's a way to catalog your material better mm-hmm. so that when you take a loss, right. <laughs> not if, when <laughs> yeah when you take that <laughs> l it can be a lowercase l right you know and uh you can you can bounce back man so like name your files accordingly take notes keep your notebook you know if you've got if you write your rhymes on your phone back up your phone onto your laptop mm-hmm. every month or two so that you know you you know that all your notes are on there. Yeah. So there's a different place. Make sure that you're saving your notebooks on the cloud on your phone. So yep. they're on your phone and the cloud. I so do that switch, all the time. Yeah, you switch phones, you still got your notes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You still got your rhymes. Because if I do write, when I write my rhymes, they're on my phone mm-hmm. in a notepad app. That's it. I don't have any extra rhymes, so I never take L's there. Right. You know, every rhyme I've had for the last 10 years has just been <laughs> used. Yeah, I write it to the beat. That's it. Mm-hmm. I record it. I've never had extra bars. So thankfully, I haven't taken that loss like you did with the notebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for all of my production stuff, I try to make sure I'm keeping notes and the same thing. So if I make a beat and then I record a song to it, there's been times when I recorded a song to something and then I, I couldn't find a beat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a session or the session was corrupted. Yeah. Or a session was made on a hard drive that went bad. But because I named the beat the same thing in the recording session as I did with the sample that referred to all these other things, I could reassemble it. I could recreate it. See, I need to get better with my with my cataloging. You know, I take notes, yeah. but with my name and my beats and things like that, because now I just name whatever, however they make me feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's no real like structure to them and sometimes i forget like what does that beat sound like what is that you know what i mean like <laughs> that's a weird Buffy. name yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you know spooky spooky drums like yeah. what, is, what is spooky drums i don't understand right and it doesn't tell you what record <laughs> no nope. the drums came from no nope, it doesn't no nah, so yeah man that, that's uh that's it that's it yeah seven joints seven joints Hit them man. back read them back read them back we'll go from number seven was keep detailed notes word you know number six Never sit still. Keep it moving. Uh, number five, back up your backups. What a backup of the backup <laughs> and keep on backing it up every week or two or day or whatever. Number four, see the loss as a reminder to never sit on material. Put it out. Put it out. You know, piss or get off the pot. Straight up. As they say. Number three. Uh, Hold on. Okay. Trust that you can always make more dope shit. You're dope. I'm dope. I can always make more dope. Always. Yes. Number two, use it as an opportunity to start again. Yeah. See the freshness. Yes. That's hard. Yeah. That might be the most difficult one on the list. Yeah. (laughs) Like now I got to make all this shit again. This is an opportunity. (laughs) This is a cursing blueprint. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, nah, it's an opportunity, you know, and uh, number one, don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. And those are the seven ways to bounce back from losses. Yeah. Taking L's. Uh, 
like you know shout out to uh damu uh, davu uh, damu Dam- yeah. yeah the fudge monk you know he came to our last dc show oh where oh this cat is so humble he came up and gave me a cd he didn't even introduce himself he just gave it to you he was like yo man check this out man i was like and i looked at it and and so i was signing something mm-hmm. and by the time i looked up i looked at the cover and i looked and he was on the other side of the room yeah you was like what like, the fuck i was like yo that's the dude yo <laughs> that was him right and then he was gone by then mm. i'm like yo this guy is awesome he, did, he didn't say shit right. he just was so low-key if he would have said that i'd have been like nah dude you're not getting out of here you stay here <laughs> i want to chop it up with you yeah you're dope i fuck with you but yeah he does great 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 uh music his uh imprint redefinition records they put out dope shit mm. and uh you know it's good to see him bounce back from that potential capital l yeah capital that would have uh, been capital <laughs> And so for everybody else out here, man, you know, we want y'all to take the lowercase L if you got to take it, you know. Right. You eight, will take one. Yeah. Eight point font, not the 3264 point right. giant font capital joint. And uh, that's it for this week. Word. See y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?